Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Robertson. What you're listening to now is the beautiful voice of Timothy Fallon, alongside pianist Amil Bushakovich. Their album is Crepusculo, and it's songs by Ottorino Respighi. 27 songs spanning the three decades of the composer's career. Respighi was born in 1879. When he was 17 years old, he began writing these spectacular pieces. Fallon's voice is simply extraordinary. And these songs give him the space to show it off and to express everything about these pieces in a way that is sparkling. Amiel is a very interesting pianist because he's one of the last private students of the late Dietrich Fischer Diskell. Fallon, interestingly, appears in Richard Danielpour's The Passion of Yeshua. And you may remember that I interviewed Richard Daniel Poor in a previous episode. In fact, that episode was nearly two years ago, but I often seem to lose track of how long ago these interviews were recorded. Once more, I'm looking forward to speaking to Timothy about what he does best. And that really is at the heart of Harmonious World. And that quote from Quincy Jones, about what a harmonious world it would be if we all shared something we're good at. Really rings true, especially now, I think, more than ever. Well, I'm looking forward to interviewing Timothy and I hope you enjoy listening in. Hello, Hilary. Hello, Timothy. Thanks for joining me for Harmonious World. I'm really grateful. This is a, a podcast that I started a couple of years ago. And the idea behind it is um, that people share what they're good at. And it's from a Quincy Jones quote where he basically says, what a harmonious world it would be if we all shared what we're good at. So here we are. Great. So I have Crepusculo and I've listened to it. It's a stunning album. Your voice is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And um, you've worked quite a lot. Now, how does he pronounce his name? Otterino Res... Oh, Amiel. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amiel. Amiel Bushakovitz. Ah, Bushakovitz. Right. Okay. So have you, you've worked with him before, haven't you? Yes, we've worked together now um, since 2013. Um, we um, we met when we were both living in Leipzig, Germany, and um, we entered the Wigmore Hall um, International Song Competition, and um, we we won. I won um, for um, singer the singer award. He won the piano prize and then we won the schubert prize together that year so we've we've worked ever since together that well we, why would you not having yeah. won those awards yeah and um we made another solo album in 2017 of list songs the songs of franz list or 15 of them it's, so anyhow yeah so i was going to ask you why respighi um well we chose respighi because um <clears throat> When we, well, I, I really wasn't aware of the Respighi repertoire. Amiel is responsible for that, really. And when um, Biss said to us, you know, we would like you to put forth another album idea, um, you know, we 
we always try to think um, intelligently and smartly about what, what we would do and, um, you know, think about what the market needs. And um, Respighi isn't widely recorded, um, but the songs are really gorgeous, varied and interesting. So when I started um, listening after Amiel made the suggestion, um, it became obvious to me that it would be a perfect project for the, the two of us, because not only is it interesting vocally, um, the piano um, parts are as interesting um, and highlight the two of us as, you know, artists together. Yes. And I think, and I think that's interesting what you were saying about winning the Wigmore prizes that, that actually um, these songs particularly work well for you as vocally, but also for him as a pianist and also the way they, they merge together. I think they're beautiful for that. Yes. Um, they're very, um, they're challenging. Um, the repertoire is very challenging. Um, but I think part of what makes it interesting is that collaboration. And I think that Amiel and I are always thinking of um, repertoire in, in terms of, um, of both of us, not just one of us. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper collaboration. It's not you as the singer and him just playing along underneath. Yeah. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about your background? Where where have you come from? How have you got here? Sure. Um, well, I, I was born in Binghamton, New York, which is in upstate New York. Um, my family raised um, me and my siblings there. And um, they were they always just liked music. We always had music in our house, not necessarily classical, but I was drawn to classical music. I sang in a church choir. And then when I was nine years old, I auditioned for the American Boy Choir School. And I joined that school in Princeton, New Jersey and did extensive traveling and concertizing with them for four years. And um, it was a very special time and I loved it so much. And I guess that really sparked my um, you know, my deep interest in classical music. And, um, as I went, I went back to high school in Binghamton and there's a performing arts school within that high school. And I found a mentor named Dr. Stephen Porter and he taught music theory there, but ran the performing arts school. And he said, I really think that you should probably think about being a professional musician yourself. And anyhow, I just, um, then I started taking proper voice lessons and um, I went to Westminster Choir College for my undergrad degree in Princeton and New Jersey. And then I went back to Binghamton. I was going back and forth between Princeton and Binghamton for a long time. I went back to Binghamton and got a master's degree in opera at Binghamton University. And then uh, I sang with the Tri-Cities Opera, which is also in Binghamton. And then um, I went to Juilliard um, and got an artist diploma there. And in, in the summers I was doing um, young artist programs at San Francisco Opera, Santa Fe Opera, um, Music Academy of the West in Santa Barbara. So I was really, I was, I was very focused at trying to create an operatic, a professional opera career for myself. Um, and now I'm, I'm speaking to you from Vienna, Austria. I just moved here and I'm the house lyric tenor at the Volkshelper here, um, which is under a new direction of uh, a really amazing woman named Lotte de Beer, a Dutch uh, director and who, with whom I've done many productions with. And um, she invited me here and I just um, 
tomorrow night I'll sing my third per, uh, performance of uh, La Cenerentola by Rossini, the the role of Prince Ramiro. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But you've you've also you've sung with a huge number of of really prestigious uh, companies and orchestras, and I mean, you know, you name it, you've sung with them. Really, uh, that's that's fantastic. You know, that you've travelled the world, haven't you? Yes, um, I think like I don't think you can be an opera singer without, or a professional musician without um, enjoying and loving travel. <laughs> which, I, which I do. I there's um, some, you know, gypsy in my soul and heart. I like to wander and travel. So, um, yeah, I, I find it is it's one of the perks. Yeah. Do you find it? I'm I'm fascinated because as a as a soloist, essentially, mm-hmm. you stand in front of you know the orchestra or the um well yes usually an orchestra but the rest of the operatic company but you're there and is that sometimes a lonely place which I guess if you're get used to playing with a pianist like Emil that you you get some sort of comfort from from that relationship there must be very different relationships I guess yeah opera requires so many different moving parts I mean it's an immense list. I could start naming some, you know, there's costume people, there's a director, there's a conductor, there's an entire orchestra, there's all the people in the back of the stage, moving things around, making sure you don't die when (laughs) are moved. There's, you know, a stage manager, there's people, you know, the administration of the house, and there's all of these moving parts that all have to come together to make one great whole. And so I think that It's really, I think all artists are like trying to like, you know, the goal is kind of this kind of perfection that can probably never be really achieved, but you know, that's the goal. Um, And I think it's easier when it's just me and a pianist because there's just less people to have to negotiate. (laughs) Um, But that's not saying that I like one more than the other because I I love both equally. Um, It's just... A different vibe each one has a different vibe um yeah and one's you know I, I guess when there's just two of you it's more intimate obviously um and then yeah with opera you're just you're you know working with so many different people and trying to satisfy all of those <laughs> people and their wants and their needs around you um yes yeah yeah um, and I guess I don't feel like it's lo- I don't feel like either is lonely um because you know you're it's always it's always a t- teamwork it's either a big team or you know a duo so um right so i no i don't feel lonely and you know the this production that i'm doing right now of la cenerentola is it's so nice i i i adore everyone in the cast and we have a good time and i can always we're assured to always at least go out with a few of us after for a beer it's really nice that's really good excellent yeah. and, and Vienna is one of the best places in the world to do that I think oh I'm just loving Vienna it was rated I think number one city in the world to live currently and um yeah it's really it's a really nice city I think I'm gonna love it here yeah I agree I had I've been there a couple of times I had a big trip planned for 2020 April 2020 I had it all booked in to go for the Beethoven 250th anniversary events and things 
And of course that got cancelled. Yeah. And I I have been subsequently, but never done the big the big Vienna trip. So I think that's uh that's one of those ones that's coming up. The trouble is there are so many of these cities that you know one wants to visit. There's so much music yeah. going on. Yeah, well, know. if you're here and I'm here, let me know. I'll, I will. I'll <laughs> give you a shout. <laughs> how was your lockdown? I mean, yeah. it seems like we're a long way away from that now, but how was it at the time? Well, um, for the past six years, um, I was teaching as well. I taught at a private school in Westport, Connecticut. So in a way, it was pretty fortuitous because I didn't lose any. I mean, I, I actually, yes, I did lose some jobs, but it didn't. Uh, it wasn't catastrophic for my livelihood. Um, and so I'm quite thankful that I had that teaching job at, just at that time. Um, but um, I don't know. It's, I really enjoy my home life. And so in many ways, it wasn't as horrible for me um, because my husband and I spent a lot of time together and um, I don't know, it wasn't a problem for us to be together and enjoy that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I kind of just tried to look at it, you know, it was a horrible situation and I tried to make the best out of, um, you know, what was, you know, what was in front of me. And yeah. so, you know, our dog really prospered at <laughs> <In> that <laughs> time. I, um, uh, you know, we were with her all the time. So right. um, it, it wasn't horrible. And, and um, in fact, um, I was working on this album Crepusculo um, through the pandemic. So it was, um, I had, you know, I had artistic projects that I was working on, but didn't require me to be singing in public spaces. So it was, I'm kind of blessed in that way that I, I had yeah. a focus and a project to really work towards. Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me and and good luck with Crepusculo and living in Vienna. But what a great <laughs> what a great place to be. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you for joining me once more for this episode of Harmonious World. It was a real pleasure to talk to Timothy Fallon. At the start of this episode you heard the title track of the album, Crepusculo, and now you're listening to Nebby. And these are all beautiful pieces written by Ottorino Respighi and performed by Timothy and Amiel. Thank you once more for joining me on Harmonious World. I have some wonderful guests lined up for the next few weeks, especially in the run-up to Christmas. So wishing you a very good week and I hope you join me again soon on Harmonious World.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.